Welcome to Mums in Progress, a podcast from two best friends, women and mums, promoting honesty, normality and personal development. So hide mai and step into the Mums in Progress whare for a hot cup of honest tea with Jade and Brenda. Is PMS real or is it an excuse for bitchiness and moodiness? So this week you may have seen my um, blog post where I told you about how I got into a bit of a mood. I couldn't be happy for my husband who was doing something good for himself. Well, my whole week has been like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it just so happens that I am leading up to my period. And so I was talking to one of my friends and I was like, you know what, I've just been a miserable bee all week. And then I was like, actually, I'm due for my period. Maybe that's why it is. And it made me think, is PMS real? Or is it just an excuse for bitchiness? So, what is PMS? PMS is premenstrual syndrome. And it is defined on Wikipedia as physical and emotional symptoms that occur in the one to two weeks before a woman's period. It can present symptoms such as acne, feeling bloated, feeling tired, getting headaches. But I think the one that we all are a bit more familiar with and the symptoms that get thrown around more are the irritability and the mood changes. So friend, what are your thoughts? I love the way that you worded that intro. I mean guys, when me and Jade come up with a topic, our intro is our own and we kind of just throw it out there in the air and then we can comment on it from there. And is PMS real or is it all in our head? That's honestly something that I've been thinking about because there's a theory out there that attributes our experiences with PMS and say that PMS is dictated by our culture. Because if you didn't know, PMS wasn't around in the 19th century. There was no concept of it. It didn't come to light Mm. until 1931 in North America, which isn't that long ago. And it was actually described as premenstrual tensions because they were forecasting stuff like you might have heard in like old school um, history books with females like hysteria and stuff like that. They were forecasting that along with... um, with a woman's menstrual cycle, so they called it wow. premenstrual tensions. And then actual PMS wasn't actually brought forward until 1956 from Dalton. It's not like it's something that's existed since forever. It's mm. something that's only in the last, like, 70 years. So within mm. our grandparents' lifetime. PMS has only come through as like a psychological correlation with your menstrual cycle, which is crazy. And so the more I think about it, the more I actually feed into that fact because PMS is something that's only strong in like Antipodian culture. So Antipodian is New Zealand, Australia and the UK and the US. What is Antipodian? What does that mean? Antipodian is... Because not even I know. Yeah, so it's... Australian and New Zealand. So Antipodian culture is, is that... like Kiwi and Aussie culture. Okay, specific to yeah. Kiwi and Aussie. Okay. Yeah, so Antipodian. And I can see the way that it's dictated from yeah. our culture because we associate characteristics within that time frame to the way that we're acting. For example, 10 points to whoever can guess what this is from. Are you on your period or what, miss? 
Summer Heights, hi. Know. Jonah took a lot. Are you on your period or what, miss? Like, uh, a, yes. Yeah, it's like a social norm. And so we as females, sometimes we might feed into that. I mean, for <sighs> me, I think it's real. Yeah. And I love getting PMS. I love my premenstrual <laughs> symptoms. Um, they say that, yeah, I do. They say that at least 95% of women have some type of change over the menstrual cycle. And yeah. 30% are like, you have moderate changes that you can cope with life to life, day to day. But 5% have like extreme negative changes. Yeah. And then I guess it must be 1% have positive changes. <laughs> Where, like, it's, like, a high sex drive or you feel more energised or... Yeah. I love PMS because someone who's suffered from PCOS, mm. it's, like, I feel like PMS for me is a forecast for for healthy hormones. Oh, I love that. What about you? Do you think it's that. real or do you think it's, like... I think, like, you know, I've I've heard the phrase, oh, you must be on your, you must be due for your period, and disagreements and arguments heaps. Like, it's used in that way. Can you agree? Have you yes, growing up? Yes. But it doesn't feel like it's an acknowledgement so much as it feels demeaning. Um, so the intention of the use of the phrase, I think, speaks to the stigma and shame that surrounds periods. Yeah. Um, I think about the science behind it. Um, like ovulation is when hormone changes trigger that release of an egg. And with that being said, like without having to go so far into science and without needing to be a scientist, if you allow yourself to like think about what the body is doing inward during this time, come on, like is it really that hard to believe that there can be outward reaction? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I know firsthand, like on a personal level, I know firsthand the outward manifestations that a chemical that a chemical balance can produce because I suffer from anxiety and I am medicated for it. So medication for me balances out the chemical imbalance. So it's not hard for me to believe that, you know what, PMS is real. PMS is real. My feelings this week are justified. <laughs> I haven't been just a bitch. I've been suffering from PMS. And that's um that's how I feel on the topic in terms of like getting treatment for PMS. I don't want to go too far into that. What I do want to go into though is acknowledgement. I think acknowledgement can be thought of a way as treatment in a sense. Do you know what I mean? Not yeah. trivializing what our bodies go through inwardly and how it manifests outwardly. So yeah, I'm with you. I think that there's definitely a negative discourse associated with PMS. Yeah. But yeah, let's change the tone of are you yeah. on your period? Why can't it be like, oh, are you on your period? Why yes. can't there be like concern when it comes through? Acknowledgement in a good way, right? Yeah, yeah, hard out. And honestly, I think my PMS symptoms are, I get hormonal acne, like around my chin, mm. bloating, I do get a bit moody. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, girl. <laughs> uh, don't ask Your my husband that question, hard. though, because we'd have to get some censor, censorship happening on this body. <laughs> um, but I think, I think... We're lucky to the extent that we don't have 
extreme negative changes. There's PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and that's a psychiatric disorder associated with PMDD. There's at least 5% of people that are um, affected by that. So that is in terms of like high highs and low lows. They can't go on with their days. They can't go to work. It disrupts their relationships. Mm. Like imagine PMS on steroids. Like bitchy Jade, bitchy Brenda on steroids. Next level. Yeah. I think it's so important that you brought that up too because I think it acknowledges... um, the science behind that. Yeah. And it contributes to the breaking down of stigma around mental health. So I'm glad that she brought that up. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's actually been medically recognised as a psychiatric disorder. So I think yeah. that is a big step in the right direction. It's For saying sure. that this is real, like what you're feeling yeah. isn't in your head, which I think us as females, we can sometimes internalise the way that we're feeling and think, yes. I'm crazy, there's something wrong with me, this is just me, This I'm the mm. only one feeling this, but like you said, we need recognition and acknowledgement of, the, of yep. what is actually happening with our bodies and the way that we're feeling. And you know what? Us having PMS and healthy hormones, it is the reason why the human race is still growing. It's because yeah. our bodies are producing these hormones so that we can produce children, you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. if there's any reason to acknowledge and give light to any situation, that would be the reason. Like, why yeah. is there such a negative discourse around PMS right. when it is the cogs and the turning tables for us to keep on procreating and breeding? So all in all, guys, I think that it just shows the power of hormones and uh, chemicals in our bodies and the way it affects our behaviours and our psychological well-being, which is our high order is not just physical or mental, it's psychological as well. And I think that plays into PMS and just acknowledging the way that you're feeling, the way that we're feeling, the way that our sisters and daughters are feeling. And just remember, like, be a bit empathetic and get ready to, to switch someone off if they start going... Have you got your period or what? Yeah, you know? shut that down, girl. Shut that down. Guys, let us know. Do you feel that PMS buzz coming through just before that time of the month or what? Check out our Instagram and our Facebook and we'll throw up a post for you to comment on. Ka kite. There is a misconception that domestic violence is limited to physical abuse. This could not be further from the truth. There is a misconception that first time a victim, second time a volunteer. This could not be further from the truth. There is a misconception that because they are your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife or husband, you need to fix them. This could not be further from the truth. The She Is Not Your Rehab Kōrero is founded by Matt Brown from My Father's Barber and is a philosophy for Tāne to deal with childhood pain and trauma instead of projecting it onto their partners. Its purpose is to shift the domestic violence culture in this country and promote healthier relationships. At Mums in Progress, we believe progress and growth is a personal development that comes from within. You need to fix your wairua before you can fix your raru. Everyone's journey is different, whether you're the broken or the breaker. Atonement over apologies. 
Now, if you're following us on Instagram, you would know that that was our post for the 25th of November's White Ribbon Day. White Ribbon Day is an internationally recognised day against violence against women, especially domestic violence. And it's sad to say that at the moment, our death toll for domestic violence is up to 22 for the year, which is the highest it's been in the last six years. And that's taking into consideration um, what has just gone on this week alone. Now, Jade, I know that um, we spoke about this pre the post, the She Is Not Your Rehab. You all would have seen it going crazy on social media, crazy around the web. She is not your rehab. What do you think of it, my friend? I, like, I've did some research into um, how this originated. I think building on top of um, those figures that you threw out for this year's domestic violence um, victim rate, I think it's a philosophy, a kaupapa like this. You know, it's needed and it couldn't come at a more imperative time. We're living in the whole philosophy of the she is not your rehab. We're living in an excellent awakening period for mental health. So conversations and shifts and attitudes are already developing and they're encouraging our tane to talk. You've got groups on Facebook like the Kiwi Daddies Facebook group for men, exclusively for men that encourage open dialogue and open conversation about like exactly what you said healing from within standing up as men in our families so i think this is a great kaupapa there's other kaupapas as well like the two tangata movement like regardless if you like it or you hate it you know i i don't have an opinion on it but it's a, it's an example of attitudes shifting is the point I'm trying to make and it's and I think the timing is imperative you know I remember the whole concept from Matt Brown having you know these men come in and wanting to give them a space that they can un- unload off how they're feeling instead of having to do that with their wives I think it's an awesome I think it's an awesome concept like I remember getting my hair done a few years back and having these convos and while having convos with my hairdresser we both agreed that you know an appointment with your hairdresser can be just like therapy and it's cool to see that you know that as a sentiment has been carried over to our tanik, our male counterparts. You know, it's any opportunity for them to talk and to really get the right convers with the right conversations. Like Matt Matt Brown's co-papa about um you know helping men heal from trauma. These are the conversations. These are the right conversations. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I and I like how she is not your rehab takes a different view from a misogynistic attitude towards domestic violence against women. Sometimes it's not that men hate women and they're manifesting their hate over that woman because they they hate all females. Mm. I, I like that. It goes to the root to say that the perpetrator is the one with the problem. And they're projecting yeah. it. The, it's not the victim's fault. Like I mentioned from the post, first time a victim, second time a volunteer. Like that, mm. that should never be the case. Yeah, that's you right. You know? Um, and so I like that it th- throws it back onto the perpetrator that this is all you and the only one that can change this is you. Yeah. And I remember listening to a podcast on the quickie and she was interviewing... Uh, a man who was a violent husband and he had been through a program 
program to get him out of like the situation of domestic violence and that he was putting it over on his partner and stuff like that and all the trauma that he had to heal himself and one thing that stood out to me was that he he didn't want to do it Mm. it it is just trauma and things that happened to him that manifested and he had an anger problem and stuff Mm. but he didn't want to enact violence on his partner he he hated himself after that and that made the cycle even worse and that Mm. just fed into his anger and Mm. his hatred of himself and then like he said she's not your rehab she's not your punching bag she's not your therapist she's not there to make you feel better you need to sort yourself out to make you feel better and then another thing which I think it just epitomizes how important it is to get help if you find yourself in that position he said that when he started off on the course he he was like there's there's nothing wrong with me what are you talking about and then when he was about six weeks into the course he would see new new people come in and they were like exactly who he was six weeks before that. Oh, yeah. They were throwing it onto their partners or away from themselves. They weren't taking responsibility for it. And he was like looking at them thinking, are you dumb? Like, how can you not see that it's your fault, that it's you, that you're the mm. one doing this? But then he said, when you're in that mindset and you don't have yeah. the help to get out of it, it yeah. is a struggle and you can be really trapped in that mindset. But it took him to see that, to think, wow, I had such a big problem. Wow, this is the mentality that a lot of abusers have right now. Wow. Mm. And so I think putting this kaupapa out there and actually speaking the words, yell it, scream it if you have to, let people mm. know that it's all right to talk about it just yeah. so that they can seek help. Yeah. How? yes, I'm for it. Yeah, definitely for it. Also, like, you know, media will always have something to throw at any type of copa because, you know, it's such a, there's such a vast array of people and opinions out there. And I've seen that there have been people, you know, speaking on the fact that it's she's not your rehab. Coming from a point of why does it have to be she? Why can't it be he? Why can't it be they? Matt Brown has basically said like this speaks to this co-papa is is in response to the statistics that are shown here in New Zealand and it's the statistics show that men the perpetrators not all the time but obviously enough for this co-papa to be solely focused around the she is not your rehab I think it's you know, media, media and opinion have a natural tendency to want to trivialise um, a movement or trivialise, you know, something that's gaining traction. Yeah, but I'm yeah. so happy that he addressed it. And he did, Matt Brown addressed that exact issue. We'll link it in our Facebook group so you can see exactly his point of view and where he comes from. Yeah, and I mean, if you hear... His co-papa, she is not your rehab. And all you're looking at as a fine print and your face is so close to the page that that's all you see. She, he, just that. Take a step back and realise that the corridor is around healthy relationships. Yeah, We're not saying men, women, lesbians, bisexuals, asexuals. It's relationships as a whole, whether Mm. it's sexual or not. 
That's right. Just take a step back from the actual fine print. Yeah, and so guys, uh, if you're interested in this corridor, jump o- over to um, my father's barber on Instagram. They've even got their website where they, they are selling their t-shirts with the catchphrase, she is not your rehab. Um, let's get that corridor out there. Whether you're wearing it, yep. speaking it, saying it, hearing about it, let's get it out there and do something about these stats because 14% of criminal activity is in New Zealand is from domestic violence. 14%, mm. that is crazy. So let's get some change happening in Aotearoa. <laughs> it is you're here with jade and brenda for our recommendations of the week now i think this is our second time running so we've got a few more recommendations to add to the list until the end of 2019 like is it crazy that i'm saying that that it's mid-november and december is like coming on like a what's a good metaphor to use like a hot stack of bricks Uh, you're the metaphor girl you're the one that's good at analogies like it's coming on like a like a like a menopause hot flush (laughs) (laughs) negative no (laughs) i don't know anyway it is it's crazy that it's almost the end of the year i like I, i really need to start um, tying up and getting my last few Christmas presents. But until we get into those Christmas recommendations, let's get into our current recommendations for November. I know that you've got a hot one for YouTube, and once again, you have not told me what it is. So you're having me <laughs> at the edge of my seat. <laughs> and I'm hoping that it pays off and that my expectations Don't are not wasted. Don't do this. You built me up last time and there was a huge anti-climax, all right? (laughs) But if you get into um, food review shows, I know there's a big hype on, like, um, social media and content media with, um, you know, food reviews. There's Mm -hmm. those those videos. What are they? I don't know how do you pronounce them. Is it mukbang? Or I should have Googled it, right? How you pronounce you it? Yeah. So it's M U K B A N G, and um those those videos and I love. It's it's kind of like a guilty pleasure actually because I like could sit there and just watch someone, um, eating food. Is that bad? Like some do, does anyone else do that? Like I can watch the entire Oi. video. Do you? Chance follows someone on Facebook. Any like I can hear him just watching it, and it's. The person who like um goes around to all the all the different restaurants with records to break, like oh, I big love massive that. dinner size burger pl- burgers and stuff, dinner size plate burgers, and they have to smash it in like record times. Yeah, and they travel all over the world. Well. <laughs> That's chance. Yeah, I love those, but those aren't my recommendation. Well, kind of on the same um, kind of on the same wavelength. My recommendation is for a um content creator called Sunny and his show is called his review show is called the best ever food review show 
I think this. Word I for always word. forget it because there's <laughs> no, no. I always forget it because there's so many words in it, and I just think that is such like a that is so a name that a male would give something. It's just so like blah 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 convenient. Blah 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 blah. It's just like so plain and simple. And um, anyway, yeah, it's the best ever food revo- review show. And so what he does is he travels the world. Um. And he travels the world and goes, he travels the world um, looking for authentic experiences. So he will go to like um, South South Asia or Southeast Asia and he'll go and he won't just go to like a restaurant that's had like rave reviews. He'll go like to out in the wops, like to a village where they cook him like literally their authentic food. And it's really <gasps> funny too. But he's, oh, he's just a crazy. But yeah, it's so good, and it's really um, it's really cool how he dives in like to their cultural experiences, and he actually gives it a good go. So if you haven't uh, heard of that one, guys, check that out. That's oh my, my gosh, I love cooking programs. <laughs> like I'm digging MasterChef at the moment, MasterChef Australia. Oh, but I love yeah. watching cooking programs, especially the sound of your and like authentic food, eh? Like check taking it, out, it back boy. to its roots. Honestly. Because it, it literally so is. To. I'm just wondering if he's, been, if he's, I don't think he has come to New Zealand. But if he did, you know, like he'd be like getting like a hangi, and you know, people will probably be taking him diving to eat to get the food that he's gonna eat, like that. That's type like of Gordon Ramsay's, eh? I don't know. I haven't watched it. What is hey, his? Hey. Hey. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They've got right, the segmented videos on YouTube. Yeah. yeah he yeah. with Monique Anfiso, who she is the executive chef and owner of Hirkai in Wellington. She was oh, also a contestant wow. on, they had, I think it's called Chef's Table on, um, don't quote me on that, but it was on YouTube. Oh, not yeah. YouTube. Netflix. Um, Netflix. So yeah. good. And she was teamed up with like the best female Indian chef. They were a duo together. That's such a good program too if you love food videos. But that's what I want to do for my 30th. Like, I love food. I'm such a foodie. And as a um, MKR winner, oh, no, not the real MKR. <laughs> Talk we, it all. So me and my girlfriends, <laughs> yeah. We had a, um, we done a bit of an MKR thing, just a good excuse to get out and socialise, get a, be a bit creative. Y'all killed and, it. Yeah. Me and my Honestly. beautiful friend, Aesil, we we pumped it out, I guess. We made it happen and we took that, but I love food. So for my 30th, I really just want to go to Hiakai in Wellington and like thing a place at a chef's table because at Hiakai, which is the um, number one restaurant in New Zealand, and it's even made it onto the best 100 best restaurants like in the world. How like, do you, she's how got do you to- spell that? Hiakai. H-I-A. K-I-A, and I think it, like, the meaning of it is hunger, hungry. Yeah. And, uh, um, what, but what she does as a chef is she uses traditional Māori methods of cooking. Wow. But with, like, contemporary, uh, and ingredients, and then she, like, um, fuses it with contemporary methods as well. So it's, like, amazing, especially her gastronomy that she does. But... Yeah, so that sounds like right up my alley. I gotta Yo, check it us. out. I'm coming. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, but we'll check your um, YouTube recommendation on our Facebook group if you guys haven't joined it yet. You can check it out so that you know what the heck we're talking about. Yes. Um, something Do you have any other I'm... recommendations? Do I have any other recommendations? What have I been hard out into lately? <clears throat> um, no, I don't. Okay, then move. Mm, get it away. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> yeah, follow us with yours. So I, because summer has just like come upon us like a hot ton of bricks. Does it still work <laughs> or not? No. Um, but I've like honestly that my. Hunter, my youngest, has transitioned out of his winter clothes because in Toke, when it's winter, it is winter. Like, it is cold. Yes. And when it's summer, it's just, like, so freaking hot. So, like, uh, over the last week, it's been around, like, 28 degrees. Yeah. And the heat down here compared to up there is so different. Like, it's it's drier here. I don't know. I feel like it's all... Oh, I better not... I will give it a heat review when I'm back up north. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's switched and he needs shorts and T-shirts and stuff and he needs onesies. So I took him over to Rotorua on the weekend and when I was going to go walk to Cotton On, I walked past this cute little shop where in the window there was this beautiful marigold pleated skirt and I just, I walked in and I said, do you have that in a 12? She said, yes. And so the shop was called Kilt, K-I-L-T. And I thought it was just a boutique that stocked different brands. But it's actually like a sole New Zealand um, designer and retailer. And they've got a few stores all oh, over wow. New Zealand. All the clothes are made in New Zealand from a oh, New Zealand bucket. designer. Um I will have to link their, um, either their Instagram or their Facebook on our Facebook group, and I will chuck a photo up on our Instagram of the skirt because it's stunning. Like the color is a marigold. Like I, I could not look away when I walked past the window, and I just said, oh, "Like, yes, I I'll need take to see it. it." But the thing that that always sells me is um, the service in store. So, like oh, I said, I was yes. at the Rotorua branch. And there was a, um, there was, she went to go put it together and stuff and there was a little mark on the dress and she checked it through and she let me check as well and it obviously didn't, um, mess with the integrity of the fabric. It was just like a little scuff type of thing, (coughs) like we could scratch it off and, but she, she was just like, I can order you another one, I can get one in or I can give you a 10% discount on this one and... And I'm like a, I'm a splurge shopper. I have to have it there or then or else I get bored of it. And I, so yeah. I was just like, I'll take the 10% discount. And then she called me this morning as well. And she was just like, here's my contact details. If anything's wrong, like I'll get it dry clean for you, whatever, this, that. You can return it. I can like send a bag to you. Like the customer service was wow. right on. And she called me this morning as well to call up and see how I had gotten on. Like if the script was fine if it had come out because she tried to give it a, a bit of a clean. And it was yeah. like, I I want to say that the the little scuff on it was like two millimetres. Yeah. Like I would not have seen it 
if I was putting it on, but she saw it and she just wanted to make sure that the integrity of the garment was there. Another good thing is that they usually only make one off of the sizes. So she confirmed to me that there were only 16 of those skirts made. Oh, wow. So if you, if you want to walk around knowing that, you know, you not too often that you're going to see someone else in the same outfit, you're not going yeah. to have a repeat offender next to you. Kilt. Then that's another way, but... Yeah, K-I-L-T. I thought that that was really cool that it was a New Zealand brand. What really stands out to me too um, is that customer service you received. I don't think I've ever come across anyone who's followed up um, with a phone call the next day. Is she a franchise mm-hmm. owner? Does she own that store? No, I think she's just a store manager. Shout out to her. Because those are the um those are the experiences that really make an impression on that bring people back yeah yeah I um, feel you. and following up from that because like I said it's summertime my other recommendation is I've got it in my hand right here because I was doing my makeup <laughs> while we were talking um Chi Chi Super BB Cream oh Chi Chi where can we pick those Super up from most pharmacies. So they sell it at Farmers. It's yep. a super affordable brand. So for something like this, it's about $30. And they usually always have like a type of special running. I got a 20% discount when you buy two or more. Oh, sweet. And this was just over the weekend. And I always buy like one color and then one color up in summertime. Okay. So that I can always That's blend to the color. Yeah. But yeah, it's so good. It's I like... I like light coverage in summer. It's like a tinted moisturizer. It's got yeah. SPF of 30. Oh, so sweet. it's a sunscreen all in one. I'm interested. It stays as well. And because I've got really oily skin, it doesn't separate on my skin like a lot of things. I do notice that I have to um, powder it to mattify it because it does have a bit of a shine. Yeah. But if you've got normal to dry skin, it would be like sweet, like perfect, spot on. You wouldn't need anything else. I need to try but, some. Yeah, I don't know. Should we um What is it? BB what is it? Chi 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 Super BB Cream with caviar extract and Colgard promotes collagen synthesis, anti aging and ultra mo- ultra moisturizing SPF thirty. Super I'm affordable wicked. too. I'm gonna try that. Something that just you just reminded me of something I saw in Pack and Save yesterday. What? There was a drink. So you know where they have like um the smoothie type drinks, right? So it's got like the spirulina drinks and you've got the, um, you know, that yum Fijoa frenzy drink. Yes. Yes. Well, in that same brand, there is a drink there and it's got like um, activated charcoal in it. Have you ever heard of drinking activated charcoal? Like I know people put it on like their face and stuff or like peels and that sort of stuff and other uses, but have you ever heard of it being in a drink? No, but I my toothpaste that I use is activated charcoal, but I'm oh, not in okay. a drink. Wow, yeah, I should go and have another look because I looked at it and I was like, what the heck? Is that normal? Like, I've never heard of it before. I might jump on Google and have a, like, quick look um later. But, yeah, no, just something I randomly thought of. I just thought it was um really random. Oh my gosh, I would try it. that just for the health benefits. I'm so bad. I would eat dog sh- 
if I thought it had like amazing health benefits, I'm that Well, person. this recent research has done. <laughs> <laughs> I just found it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. But yeah, like I'm, I'm not a flavor based type of person. Yeah, you think about the health benefits. You think about the overall um value of the product. Yeah, word for word, my friend. That was a very good paraphrase of that. Yeah, no, I um, I don't see. I would never drink it. It's just I don't know because it's black and it's just I just imagine like it painting. No, oh, fuck, I'm not even. Oops, flip. I'm not even gonna go into it. <laughs> Do you have any food for thought for us? Yeah, have any of you ever experienced ageism in any type of situation? Like I use the instance of the store. I know there's another instance. I'm probably just bad and my husband always calls me arrogant, but I don't think I'm arrogant. I feel like I'm direct where (laughs) I'll respect you if you respect me. There's like older people who think that they can talk down to you a little bit. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm 30 years old with a family. (laughs) I have got no time to be playing on someone's little daddy issues on the side over here. Okay. Like I'm not going to let anyone talk to me like that. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Boomer. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Is that, was that like in the right context? I would never say something like that because she generalizes other people. And I, I hate the the reason why I hate ageism it because it others people. When you start othering people, you're yeah. separating them and segmenting them and saying that you're not worthy of yeah. us, and that's why you're yeah. pushing them into their own type of segment. Yeah. But so that's something that I don't like. So for her to say that in that context, context, I did not agree with it because yeah. she was othering boomers. Yeah, and I, I, I hate yeah. I seen a um conversation about it on Mamma Mia. I think it was this morning somebody brought it up. It was a um a fellow millennial um asking if anybody else felt a bit bothered or upset that um the term okay boomer is being chucked around like that because they didn't agree with it. And there was a mixture of um replies on that thread, like some people agreeing, like it's just you know, disrespect and it it's um exactly like what you said. And then others were like, well, you know, we receive it. As millennials, we receive it. We cop it quite often. So fair is fair. And so there was a few like mixed uh, replies or views on um, the OK Boomer thing. What do you reckon? Um, I don't reckon much about it, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I don't reckon much about it. I think, um, now nah, I'm not a fan, I would say. I'm not a over, I'm not a fan. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go using the term in a phrase or anything. I just thought, um, yeah, no, not a fan. Yeah, no, I'm just like, I'm not about, um, projecting, a single experience that I've had with a single person of a single generation and projecting that onto every other genera- every other person within yeah. that generation. Like, I'm not about yeah. that. I am, if someone is disrespectful f- to me, I will not yeah. go out of my way to be respectful to them no matter what their age is. Yeah. Which I it's feel an individual like is, type basis. Yeah, which I feel like is like the, the definition of anti-ageism where 
treat treat me yeah. as you want to be treated and vice versa. But yeah. othering people is just out the gate. And mm. I don't know. I wonder if she looks at herself as, and it's just like, damn it, why did I say that? Or if she's like, yeah, boy, yeah. How's that I for feel a like comeback? she said it. I feel like she would have had plenty of time to think about whether she was saying it or not. I mean, she's in a parliamentary setting. So she would have definitely had gone through a thought process before saying what she said, right? Yeah, I do appreciate, though, that in moments like that, you see the real person behind those comments because that just mm. came out as nasty and, okay, boomer, yeah. and, like, really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the word? Immature. And no better, like, than, no better than what she's actually um complaining about right i know but it's just like how contradictory how millennial is that to come back with like a comeback and be like okay boomer with no basis or anything like that and just be like a spoiled little crying baby with a tanty in parliament i'm just like i think it's just a yeah i think it's a reflection of um I don't know. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> but I think yeah. it's just a reflection of um, the times and how people communicate. I both think we can agree that in general, just othering is just not in our kaupapa, eh? Nah, that's right. So guys, that's our recommendations for the day. We had a good old foodie recommendation from Jade on YouTube. We'll check it up on our Facebook group so you can see if it's a bit of you or a bit of no. And I had the recommendation of Kilt New Zealand. I will definitely be posting up a picture of that skirt. It is stunning. And also a makeup product from Chi Chi, the Super BB Cream Super Affordable Foundation. Um... If you, any of you check it out, please let us know. And just leaving off on that food for thought, ageism. Are we here for it or are we not? And okay, Boomer, I don't think so. Okay, guys, kakite. Thanks for listening to Mums in Progress with Brenda and Jade. We really appreciate it. If you like what you heard, please step over and rate and review this podcast on iTunes or anywhere podcasts can be found. And if you want to get in on this at all, follow us on our Insta, join our Facebook group and subscribe to this Mums in Progress podcast.